Welcome to the Spartan Underground Show, your ultimate resource for everything Spartan race training. Discover what the best SGX coaches are doing to help their clients boost performance, dominate obstacles, and get through each race burpee-free. Here is your host, Mike Diebler. Hey Spartans, this is SGX coach Mike Diebler, and thanks for tuning in to episode 23 of the Underground SGX Show, giving you the tips, secrets, and strategies from the top SGX coaches to help you dominate your next race. Well, I'm excited to be back at it. I just got back into the country, actually, on a week's vacation, went to the Caribbean on a cruise with the family, had an awesome time. I definitely can see why they say people gain, on average, whatever it is, seven pounds per week cruise um it's definitely a lot of food i think i had dessert probably after every meal maybe sometimes my meals were desserts um but definitely didn't hold back and had some fun great trip with the family got a little tan so can't complain there um did get a couple workouts in which was which was fun it's interesting to work out on a boat when it's moving if you're doing any type of uh, dynamic exercise or balance drills it definitely adds a new component to it but surprisingly, I only gained two pounds, and I don't know how I did that. I'm going to have to figure that out, and maybe that'll be a future podcast episode, how to only gain two pounds on a cruise and, and eat like crazy. But we'll have to talk about that another time. But for now, we'll focus on Spartan training. Um, if you want to reach out to me or if you have a question that you want me to answer on the episode, chances are you're not alone, and I'd love to help you out. You can reach me at info at spartanunderground.com. For this episode, you can find the show notes at spartanunderground.com slash episode 23. You'll see any links mentioned in the show there and a, a brief write-up description of everything that we talk about. You'll also find a link for our show's sponsor, Mobilitas, your new favorite mobility tool, who make high-quality, durable foam rollers and other mobility products. You'll find their link in our show notes. I know for me, all that traveling that we did, the plane, the boat, I am definitely a little bit stiff uh, and have some kinks I have to work out. Definitely want to get back to my training, but I don't want to hurt myself. So this week I am making my stretching, my mobility, my rolling work a priority. And I love using the Mobilitas products. So if you want to check out what they have to offer, just go to the show notes and you can see the link for all of their different products that they offer. In this week's episode, I have a great research article that I want to review with you talking about concurrent training. And all concurrent training means is combining strength work and aerobic exercise or cardio. And it's something that most of you probably do. You, you do strength and you do endurance at the same time. And we're going to talk about that and see if is that the best method or maybe that might be hurting your performance. I also want to introduce a new segment we're going to do on the show, and that's the Spartan Race Review. And after each race, I'm going to do my best to cover every single one we can. I'm going to bring on an SGX coach that is at the race, and they are going to give their write-up, their review of the race, so you can see what these different races are like, even though you might not be able to get to all the different races out there. Or maybe you have one coming up, and you want to see what a previous race was like at that location. You can get the idea with these these write-ups. So uh, this week, I have SGX coach Robin Leggett who's on to talk about the very first race of the 2017 season, the SoCal Super N Sprint. And as a side note, we'll have Coach Robin on next week for our SGX interview. But Coach is on this week to talk about the SoCal race and let you know what was there just in case you missed out on this one. Or if you were there, you get to relive it all through the podcast. And then finally, on our SGX Coaches interview, I have SGX Coach Nicole 
Kiefer on from Platinum Personal Training. She is going to give us some great insight on training tips and nutrition tips in general, but she's also going to give us her experience with the 12-hour hurricane heat. So if this is something you're thinking about doing this year in the near future, I highly recommend listening in to get some strategies so you're better prepared. So with that being said, let's get into this week's episode. All right, so in this week's research review, we're going to talk about concurrent training. Like I mentioned earlier, that's combining strength and aerobic training. Particularly for this uh, research, we're going to talk about combining it in the same day. So like going for a run and then doing your strength training right afterwards. That would be concurrent training. And this is a topic that's actually been studied for years and a little bit of controversy, a little bit of debate over this topic many people feel and many researchers are finding that there is an interference effect and that is because strength and endurance have two different pathways in the body so when you strength train you set up a series of events that are going to happen internally your physiology that will lead you to get stronger or bigger muscles and if you're training more for endurance and going out on runs a different set of processes occur that help you get better at endurance and these basically contradict each other and it's really hard to get better at both when you do both at the same time and there was a study last year in the journal of strengthening conditioning research in october titled acute resistance exercise performance is negatively impacted by prior aerobic endurance exercise so you can tell by the title of the article what they found and to kind of skip to the ending that when they did aerobic exercise and then strength trained it actually negatively impacted their strength performance now there are a couple different theories or hypotheses why that might happen but a lot of it is probably self-explanatory where there's the fatigue hypothesis that basically when you do running and then try and strength train right afterwards you're going to be more fatigued your muscles your nervous system all of it it's just going to be harder to perform at maximal levels Um, and and there's more physiology behind it which we don't really have to get into but I want to get into the specifics of this study and then talk about the most important thing which is the practical application there so what this study did was they took 11 resistance trained men and it was a young population they were age 19 to 23 and they were trained meaning that they currently worked out two to four days a week with resistance training Some of them did aerobic training as well, but they wanted to make sure that they were at least resistance trained. And they had them go through uh, all the same resistance training protocol, which was just five exercises. They had them do a high pull, a back squat, bench press, deadlift, and a push press, right? And they did this for roughly a 60 minute workout. They took about three minutes in between each rest. The goal was primarily strength. so for the rep ranges they were doing three sets of six for the high pull with 80 percent of their one rep max back squat and bench press they were doing three sets of 10 at 75 percent deadlift three sets of 10 at 70 percent push press three sets of six at 70 percent so all fairly high intensities uh, that they were working towards here now they had each participant do different protocols so they did four or technically five different things so once they did the the strength training as the control so no endurance exercise no aerobic exercise beforehand they just did their workout uh, a few times to see how they performed then they added in aerobic training and they did four different experiments with it 
First, they have them run for 45 minutes at 60% of their VO2 max on a treadmill. Then they would rest 10 minutes and then they would go through their strength training routine. Uh, the next time they would do 20 minutes at 75% of their VO2 max. So kind of like that lactate level training. So a little bit higher intensity, shorter duration, again, rest 10 minutes and then go through their, their strength routine. Uh, the third method was they did interval training here. They did three minutes at 90 to 100% of their VO2 max with a three minutes at around 40%. They did five rounds of that total. And then the fourth group did another 20 minutes at 75%, but now they just added an uphill. So a little bit more high intensity. So all were the same. They did their aerobic exercise. They rested for 10 minutes and then they did their, their strength and they wanted to look at the different effects that that might have that that might have on their strength training. And the main thing they found was that in any of the groups where they did aerobic training first, it led to a, a reduced performance in resistance exercise. They saw nine to 18% fewer reps performed. So they were just fatiguing faster. They saw power and velocity reduced. Um, and they actually found that the interval method was the most detrimental. So they saw the biggest decreases, those that were doing the high intensity intervals and then doing their strength training saw the biggest decreases in strength, uh, followed by the 45 minute run. Uh, and another interesting that this study found was even the bench press was affected. So they did running for all of their aerobic exercise. So even with a lower body aerobic training method, they still saw a decreased performance in an upper body strength exercise. So that was kind of interesting. And again, they, they gave different theories because technically your arms are moving and you are pumping. Uh, to help you run faster so maybe there was fatigue there or maybe it was just overall fatigue from the exercise was affecting total body movement it didn't matter that it was just uh, lower body so i want to go over the key takeaways so th this study if you just look at this one study you would think well i'm not going to do any aerobic training before resistance training because it's going to reduce my performance in the weight room and that may be true, it just depends on what your goals are. But I wanna look at some takeaways and kind of break down this study a little bit to make it more practical. The number one is there are some limitations with this study, and this is important when you do hear people talk about research is it, when you hear one study, you can't just base all of your information off that one study because you need to look at some of the details. So number one, they only looked at men. So we don't know if the same effect will occur in women. And we only looked at a young population. Is the same true for older? We, we don't know. We're making guesses with something like that. But the bigger thing I want to mention is this is an acute study, not a chronic study. They just looked at one thing. And they looked over a short period of time. After a workout or two, how did this aerobic training affect their strength training? what would happen if we did this for three months six months a year would we see the same decreases maybe initially we would see some decreases but if you did it for a while there might be some type of adaptation to that style of training and then you see an improvement long term so that that's important to remember and, and it's probably the most critical thing that we want to consider here that acute versus chronic and when you're doing your own training you need to pay attention because if you do this style of training, do you see your weights going down? If you're concerned about strength and want them to go up, that's a big deal. Well, if they go down initially, but all of a sudden they're getting better and better, maybe that's, that's a sign that this style of training is going to work for you. Uh, the other thing I want you to remember is what is your specific goal? And when we're talking here, we're focusing on racing and, and obstacle course racing and Spartan racing and strength is important, but it's not the only thing that we're concerned with. 
And is it okay to sacrifice some strength in the weight room if it's going to make me a better racer? Right? And I think absolutely. Right? I'm never going to need to max squat or deadlift or bench press in a race. Not that I would never do those exercises, but do I need to do them max effort as heavy as possible all the time? And I, I don't think that's necessary. Unless you just want to do something like that, then again, what are your goals? If I want to get better at the race and better at performance, I may not need to worry about that. So if your main goal is strength or power or, or, or building muscle, okay, then maybe that's a different story. If that's your primary goal, we know doing aerobic exercise, there's a good chance your workouts are going to suffer for it. So easy answer is don't do those on the same days or save your aerobic for after because you want to set your priorities. What's more important, the aerobic or the strength? If strength's more important for you, you absolutely should be starting with that, and then you can follow it up with aerobics afterwards. Or my personal opinion is do it a different day if, if possible, and that way you don't have these competing events occurring in your body where you're telling it to get better endurance and then you're telling it to get stronger and it's kind of just at a stalemate because it can't do either because you're not allowing it to um, and try and keep these training sessions at least 8 to 40, 24 hours apart that seems to be the best recovery where we don't see the same decreases in performance so if you are going to do strength and cardio on the same day it's much more ideal to do like one workout in the morning and then one in the evening so you have sufficient time in between that they won't be affected by each other and i think another good strategy to have is stick to specific training phases so we've talked about periodization in the past and kind of having specific goal for goals for each phases of your training and that might be another way to kind of get around to this concurrent or interference training effect so you might do a month of primarily endurance training and, and focusing more on the aerobic training and then you have an, the next month focusing more on strength and another time focusing more on power right there's lots of different ways you can do it and we, we've talked about that before so i'm not going to get into too much detail but just having some type of program where you have different training phases have specific goals and then just focus on one thing at a time and you will see better improvement in that specific goal so you'll see better endurance when you mainly focus on endurance you'll see better strength when you mainly focus on strength um but my the the third thing i want to bring up though is spartan training is definitely a hybrid right where you need to be strong you need to be fast you need to have good power you need endurance we need all of those things but you don't necessarily need to maximize all of those things right so you don't have to be the strongest person in the world right the strongest person doesn't make the best spartan racer because you need to be able to run too so we definitely need to do these all these different types of training um, so you can follow the strategies i mentioned earlier but i do think including some type of hybrid program is still going to be beneficial again i know this this study showed negative impacts on strength and it's important that we understand that there is a decrease in strength when you do aerobic training right beforehand but again this is acute and we want to look at the chronic effect and when you look at what you're going to have to do in a spartan race i'm going to need to be strong after i've done some type of aerobic right i'm going to run for a while i might run a mile get out of breath and now i'm going to have to pick up the atlas stone or i'm going to have to carry my bucket or i'm going to have to jump over a wall or i'm going to have to do something that requires strength and power and the one thing that the human body is great at that kind of the one thing we know for sure is that it will adapt and it's going to adapt to the stress that you put on it so if you do practice strength training under after aerobic conditioning it you will get better at it 
And I think that's the most important thing to remember with, with this whole topic is you're going to get better at the things that you train at. Now, I do want to recommend that you're careful and, and almost use this sparingly. So we're not going to do, I, I don't recommend doing aerobic training right before your resistance training all the time. Most of the time, I, I still recommend you keep them separate for the most part. So you're going to do your aerobic training, your, your intervals, your runs, your hikes. They're going to be done on one day and you're going to do your strength and strength training on another day. I also know that that's not always realistic. You might only have two or three days to work out, so you might have to start combining these. I do still recommend, well, what's your priority? Are you worse at endurance? Okay, then maybe do that first. Are you worse at strength? Well, maybe do that first, right? So there's a lots of different ways that we can break this down. But here's the recommendation that I like to give. Once a week, you should be doing some type of concurrent training, and this is almost like your race simulation training. You should be doing some type of resistance training either right after your aerobic training or with it mixed in there somewhere because that's what you need to get used to for your race. I still don't recommend doing this for every single workout because you'll you'll see some improvements, but I've just found that it's just not as effective, right? We, we still want to dedicate some time for building strength, other times for building more endurance, but then I do want to combine them every once in a while. So I think once a week is fine, maybe twice a week if you're a little bit more advanced, but that's, that's probably it. Um, so once a week you do your aerobic mixed in with your, your strength training, and you can do that a lot of different ways. That might be kind of a race stimulation workout, simulation workout where you're setting up almost like a mini obstacle course where you're, you're running and then you're, you're carrying buckets and you're throwing spears and you're jumping over walls and you're, you're just kind of mimicking the, the tasks that you're going to have to do in the race. It could be, you know, do a run and then you do your circuit training, right? So maybe I'm going to do like uh, a mile run or half mile run as hard as I can. And then I'm going to do a circuit of various exercises. I'm going to throw some uh, squats and lunges and push-ups, burpees, pull-ups, whatever. And then uh, I go through a set and then I'm going to go hit that run again and repeat. And that, that's typically more realistic if you don't have a bunch of obstacles at your disposal. So you can still get kind of that race feel by doing your, your running and then mixing in your, your strength in that way. Um, I, I think those are kind of the two main ones, or it might just be you go on a run and every mile or every 10 minutes or something like that, you do a quick circuit of some body weight exercises while you're out there. And then you, you run and then the next 10 minutes or the next mile, you, you do it again. So there's different ways you can do it, but that's probably the most common ways. So again, just to summarize all of this, yes, there definitely is an interference effect. These different training methods will work against each other, so you have to be smart about how you incorporate them. So look at what your goal is. Do you, do you need to get stronger? Is that your biggest weakness? Do you need to improve endurance? Is that your biggest weakness? If so, maybe dedicate a phase or two to that style of training to really see that improvements. Um, or if you're just generally trying to train for these races, still stick to aerobic training on certain days, strength training on certain days, and then having one to two days per week where you're, you're combining them. But don't make that the only program that, that you're following. All right, I hope that helps, again, make some sense of some of these studies and researches that we see, um, but it is important, so I definitely wanted to spend some time talking about that this week. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Spartan SGX coach Robin Leggett out of Los Angeles, and this is my race recap for the SoCal Spartan Super and Sprint at Lake Elsinore on January 28th and 29th, 2017. So let's start with the Super. If I were to boil that race down to two words, those words would be flat and wet. There was nary a hill to be found in this entire race weekend, but the fine folks at Spartan made up for the lack of hills with a whole lot of water. There was tons of water to wade and walk through in the middle of the race, anywhere from uh, ankle deep to waist deep, and that water was cold. I especially noticed it when we were finished in the water and started running again, and I had to get used to running on numb feet. It was a fun feeling. Uh, the water also led to some obstacles, including the traverse wall, and one of the new obstacles, the twister. Let's talk about these new obstacles for a second. The twister was a grip-based obstacle. It was a rig, and you had to grab onto handles that rotated. So it really was brutal on the grip and you really had to move through it quickly so you wouldn't completely gas out your grip strength. Unfortunately, I didn't make it all the way through that one. That was burpees for me. The other new obstacle called the bender was this weird inverted wall, but it wasn't quite a wall because it had uh, bars like monkey bars that you had to pull yourself up on, figure out how to get your legs around, figure out how to get yourself up and over, and definitely had a little fear factor element coming around the other side because when you tried to come down off the wall, definitely felt pretty high off the ground, so it messed with you a little bit. So fun new obstacles out on the super course. On the sprint course, definitely still flat. They got rid of the water for that part, so none of the water... Uh, the uh, new obstacles weren't in that one as well. So it was a fun, flat, fast course for the sprint with a lot of familiar obstacles. So it was definitely a good time just trying to race as fast as possible through that flat sprint course. It's a great course if you want to get a personal best. I got a personal best uh, sprint time in that race. So good time there. If you're a fan of hills though, maybe this wasn't your race weekend. So that's the SoCal Spartan Super and Sprint at Lake Elsinore in a nutshell. I hope to see you at a race in the future. This is Robin Leggett, robinleggett.com. See you soon. All right, it is time for our SGX Coaches interview. And this week I have on Coach Nicole Kiefer from Platinum Personal Training and Platinum OCR Ranch in Fallbrook, California. So this is actually pretty close to where my studio is located. And it's been a couple months now where I kept hearing people talk about Platinum Personal Training and her OCR Ranch in Fallbrook. So I finally, a couple weeks ago, before this interview, made it up there for a workout. And I have to say it was an awesome experience. So I, I wanted to get her on the podcast as quickly as I could to share some of her insights. She has an awesome community that she works with. Um, everybody is so supportive. Her ranch is, I believe it's seven acres of just trails and obstacles, and she's constantly building new things uh, to just help her clients get better. So I wanted to get her on here and share some of her strategies and tips to help you guys out for your next race. All right, Coach Nicole, how you doing today? Excellent. How are you, Mike? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for jumping on here with me today. Of course. Thank you. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Why don't you tell our listeners uh, a little bit about you, um, how you got your background in training, and what got you into Spartan racing? 
Okay, yeah. Um, I started out really young. Um, I had scoliosis, or still have it, and the chiropractor recommended strength training, and uh, fell in love with that. And then um, several years later, um, a late friend of mine kept saying, "You got to try a Spartan race. You got to try a Spartan race." And I was into, you know, weightlifting, no running at all, and I was like pay to do a race that's craziness you know (laughs) and uh but you know his enthusiasm uh made me join and try out a sprint and uh that was back in 2013 14 and I kind of fell in love ever since and um it's totally changed my direction now and you know how I train and it's just a neat group of people and a neat way to train well, that's awesome. And so I got the opportunity to train with you over the weekend at Platinum yeah. Personal Training, your your outdoor course, which is absolutely yeah. amazing. Thank you so much for letting me me jump in there. Um, but how did all that get started? Um, basically, I did I, I did a different race before Spartan Race. It was another OCR, and I I told my brother, who is the owner of the property, I said, you know, this is this is really big. It's a lot of fun. And I think we could really do something with your property and have a lot of fun making a difference in people's lives. And he was skeptical about it, but, um, him and I did our first Spartan race together that sprint. And, um, he, you know, once he did that race, he's like, I'm all on board, you know, let's, let's do this. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we started taking a tractor to the, the land and made trails and, slowly but surely made obstacles and um our excitement brought people in slowly and uh it took a little while to find that group of people you know uh it is a special group of people but uh once we found a group that kept coming back uh it kind of shared itself and uh it's it's been really great ever since yeah and it's you know it's always fun to do those kind of race like simulations where you're out there in the elements uh, getting a little dirty, yeah. obviously sweaty, and um, no, it was great, and it's a great community. Um, I for sure got my my butt kicked, but everybody was, you know, it was I was the new guy, and everyone was so encouraging and helpful, and and it was just fun. So um, yeah, if anybody listening is ever in the Fallbrook area, I'll put links in the show notes with uh, with some some pictures and and uh, <laughs> coach's uh, website, so you can see exactly the kind of stuff that we were we were out there doing. Um, but cool. So now uh, a couple, well, this actually might be months ago. You put a post on Facebook. Actually, you started with a quote and I actually love the quote. Don't ask for a light load, but rather a strong back. And you were talking kind of in regards to your first 12 hour hurricane heat. And I, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit and get your kind of your thoughts, your experience, and, and maybe some lessons that others can get from it. So let's let's just start with the experience. So um, I know we, we can't talk about the entire um, right. 12 hours, but just kind of right. overall, what was the experience there? Um, experience was good. Experience uh, was as I expected in like the level of hardness. It was extremely hard. Um, but overall, great experience. The the coaches were great, or Cryptera, I think, is what they're actually called. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, I, I wanted a new challenge. I had done the ultra beast, uh, the year before in Tahoe and I, I wanted something different. Um, and, uh, didn't know what to expect except that it would be very hard. And, uh, overall it was great. There was some teamwork the first few hours. And then after that, they have certain time max, um, challenges and where you have to complete something and do it before that time max is over or else you're cut basically. And, um, it, it was challenging and exciting. So, Awesome. And so let's start with the, the team challenges. Kind of what, what was that like? Like how many people were you, how many people were there total estimation? And when you're in a team, is it the whole group or are you broken up into smaller groups? How does that work? Right. Um, I believe there was about 54, 55 people. Um, and I had done a four hour, so I kind of knew what was going to be expected. We had to carry, um, our backpacks with us wherever we went. The girls had a backpack about 30 pounds and guys about 40 pounds with all their gear and extra weight we had to carry. And uh, we were kind of split up into three teams of about 20. And we just had just random, random challenges. You know, the Indian run with our backpacks and sprints and carrying extra sandbags and holding planks with our packs while people traveled under us with our packs, not coming down to our knees. So it was, um, it was a lot of fun. It was all done, um, at Castaic Lake. So we're in the sand and in the water a little bit, uh, but thankfully not too much because <laughs> it was cold. It was yeah. cold. Yeah. But, so and I'm yeah. sure most of our listeners at least have heard of the 12 hour, but so what time are you are starting this? Um, that was six to six, six a.m. to six p.m. That was another reason I did it too. During the day, I did not want to do a night challenge. Yeah, <laughs> so it was it was a lot better in the day. Cool. And uh, were the challenges? Um, I guess for the whole thing, but um, maybe with the teams first are pr primarily all physical challenges. Any mental challenges at all? Um. There was a little bit because they would say, you know, dig a hole three feet in five minutes and we'd have to figure out the best way to dig a hole um, with using our hands or our buckets. or So we did have to strategize pretty much in every single challenge. Okay. You know, how am I going to run? You know, we had to fetch water from the lake and run it back, you know, about a mile in our buckets and get there in a certain time, but don't spill the water. And mm. um so, yeah, it was there was a mental challenge in every single one that we had, for awesome. sure. And, and yeah. I remember in your article that you wrote, um, kind of talking about the second part. So once you got through the team challenge, um, you talked about some of the struggles you went through with, with more of the individual challenge with, uh, I believe it was a, a hill climb or sandbag carry. Yeah, there was, there was a couple. But, yeah, there was one of them we had to carry – um, a two by four that was five feet long, uh, along with two sandbags and our backpack, our ruck. So in total, it was 90 to 100 pounds. And, you know, I'm like 115, 117 pounds. So it was not fun, number one. And two, I was just like, we had five minutes to figure out how we were going to do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at first I duct taped my two sandbags on each end of the, um, 
two by four and I was going to carry it like a yoke carry just kind of across my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was a bad idea from the beginning when I literally couldn't pick it up at that point <laughs> with my backpack on. Um, so, but the five minutes were up. So that's what I had to start out doing. And, um, I got about a quarter mile in and I couldn't carry it like that anymore. So I had to kind of cut through the duct tape and, and re-strategize, but that was, that was insane. Climbing up that mountain with that amount of weight, I really thought, you know, I didn't know if I would make it up and back yeah. in time, but, uh, I, I did it step by step is what I had to do, you know, just do my best on making it each step. And that got me through it. Awesome. Um, I want to go back to something you said before about uh, being cut. So how many people actually made it through the entire challenge then? Oh, man. I think it was 20. Um, so there was, I think there was 75 people that actually had signed up, but not everyone showed up. Okay. Um, and then at the end, I believe there was 20, 18 to 20 people. That wow. finished. Yeah. Yeah. It and was it, it was insane. <laughs> and is it people like just throwing in the towel and saying, I can't do this anymore? Or is it actually like you didn't make this cutoff time, so you're out? Yeah, no. There was, I don't believe that there was anyone that quit that I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was awesome because everyone that I did see that, that got cut, I mean, they gave it their 110%. They gave it all they had. And um, so it was really inspiring um, just to be with these people that, you know, are doing the best they could, just like I can, and wanting that extra challenge. Um, Everybody that went was, you know, just extraordinary, I'd say. That's awesome. And uh, so, so if you get cut, is that, that's it? You're just, you, you go home, your day's done kind of thing? Yeah, unfortunately, you're you're cut. Um, a lot of pe- you're you're allowed to stay and and watch the rest of the day, and so a few people did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's it, and you just have to you have to go in there knowing that that might happen. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a yeah. tough mental thing to uh, to get a hold of as well that you might not finish this even though you, yeah. you signed up and trained and. Yeah, it was it was kind of hard to train because. Um, every 12 hour and four hours different. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of exciting. You know, before a Spartan race, I never look at the map. I love to be surprised and just to be able to react and mm-hmm. respond. So it was, it was different to train. I did do that. Um, the Spartan fit book, that 30 day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that, that helped a little like with grip strength mm-hmm. and they had a lot of carries in there. So that was, um, fun to kind of add into my routine but yeah it was it was definitely heavier than i thought it was going to be yeah. a lot of grace for sure okay so uh if somebody's thinking about doing the 12 hour or even the four hour for that matter what are maybe some tips or strategies or, or things that you'd say focus on this in your training um in particular at least um definitely start rucking uh, which means just carrying something heavy. Uh, you could, you know, use it in your backpack. You can carry, you know, a large rock. Um, but there will always be carries uh, in every challenge. 
and they're going to be awkward carries. So, you know, I've heard of one where, you know, a team had to carry a huge telephone pole log up a hill and through the water. Um, so you want to be good at carrying things and getting your grip training up and um, so, somewhat getting mileage in. But, again, it could be hikes with a lot of weight. It doesn't have to be a lot of running. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just being prepared gear-wise you know, for the rain or for the heat and definitely for the calories. You want to bring enough food. If you're not going to eat enough, you're just going to waste away and you're not going to have the energy to make it 12 hours. So let's go just uh, some of your personal favorites maybe. What what are some recommendations in terms of calories that you would you would bring for it? Um, I, I love carbs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's mainly like what I feel off of. Uh, that day... I brought a lot of Cliff Bars, Cliff Blocks, um, Honey Stinger Gel Packs, which were great because they were just easy to take in while I was running. Um, and then I brought a couple slices of pizza. Uh, that was an okay idea, but um, ideally like to take like bread or, or like white bread. What did I bring? Oh, yeah, Uncrustables. Okay. That was really good because you have the white bread, which dissolves easily, which I don't recommend to eat, you know, on a day-to-day basis, obviously. But then it has the jelly, so a little bit more sugar, and then it also has peanut butter, which has fat and a little bit of protein. So those were really great to to have in my pack, and I I bring them on longer races as well. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's a good point. And some people might be hearing like pizza or or white bread or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and think really but it's like when you're this is not for nutrition right now you're talking about for fueling for that race and being able to or for for the uh the event and getting through it not to just get the um you know necessarily like fruits and vegetables and and protein and stuff like that that's not going to be as good sitting in your stomach and then carrying a huge book bag or or log or whatever and you don't want a lot of fiber, you know, on that race. I mean, we really, we had nowhere to go to the restroom. So we unfortunately really did have to go in the bushes and, uh, you know, use the restroom that way. Yeah. Uh, and that was if you made your time max and had the extra time to go and do that. True. So, yeah. you know, if you're fast, you can have some time to rest. But, uh, yeah, you really got to strategize and plan, plan mm-hmm. ahead. And another thing with planning ahead food-wise, you definitely in your training want to, you know, try and eat eat different things while you're running or hiking and see how that sits well with your stomach because everyone's different. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, the big mistake is to try it out the day of the event or the day of the race. And then then you have to run into the woods and and go and work on your squats. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, back to training, too. so you mentioned grip, like a- any exercises in particular that you're a big fan of to help improve grip strength? Um, one I, I thought was a lot of fun in the Spartan Fit book was um, it's called a 10-minute dead hang, and you don't have to do it for 10 minutes. I think that's kind of crazy for someone just getting into fitness, um, but it's a cumulative dead hang. So you're just hanging there in any – a bar, or you can make it a vertical hang by, you know, throwing a rope over a branch or anything like that. But you're just hanging as long as you can, have a timer on. And then when you fall down, uh, you press pause and you do five burpees. 
and uh, that kind of gives you one a break from the the hanging and then two you know stretching your palms out while you're doing a burpee kind of helps stretch out the uh your forearms a little bit and uh that was that's a really fun one i had my clients do that and I'll, i might modify it to even you know two or three minutes and have two or three burpees and then build their way up to 10 minutes it's yeah, a lot that's of awesome that, yeah. That's a great workout. And kind of when you said, I was even thinking too, for somebody just getting started, um, working on that grip strength and that dead hang. I mean, you could do like 10 minutes a day, you know, and not necessarily in a workout, right. but like every time you walk underneath a bar or a branch or something, just jump up, hang yes. you know, 30 seconds. And then 30 minutes later, you're under a pull-up bar and you just jump up, hang and, and get your 10 minutes that way versus yep. if you're not ready to do it like, well, with burpees and, and right in a workout. So that's cool. Yeah. I actually have my client doing that with her pull-up bar. It's like in, in her room. And so every time she walks under it, she's got to hang. So that's perfect. Awesome. Well, cool. Um, any other tips or strategies you would, you would uh, leave somebody with if they were planning on the hurricane heat at all? Um, yeah, you know, I think one of the most things people kind of neglect is mobility. And I loved your foam roll video that you just posted, I think on West Coast Spartan. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, because, you know, people a lot of times will train and train and train and neglect to stretch and roll on um, certain areas that are tight. And that's just going to get worse. Mm -hmm. So, um, if someone doesn't know how to use a foam roll, I highly encourage them to seek out a professional like you to to learn foam rolling techniques because it's a huge, huge help to you know get through. Because if you're in pain, uh, again, it's going to be really hard to last the 12 hours. So you know, doing mobility exercises or foam rolling techniques uh, at least twice a week um, in your training is going to be really important. Awesome. Definitely. And I couldn't agree more. And, and I'll, I'll post a link in our show notes to that video that I, yeah. that I, that I did post. So if you de didn't see it and want a couple different ideas on rolling, um, I, I think those three methods I put in there are pretty, pretty helpful. Oh, totally. Yeah. I loved it. I just did it this morning. All right. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. All right. So also I, I wanted to talk before I let you go uh, a little bit on diet too. And, and obviously we could spend, I'm sure hours and hours talking diet, but, um, you had another article that you wrote about uh, OCR's diet, and, mm -hmm. and I'll put links to both your articles in our in our show notes. But just wanted to if, if, wanted to see if you would summarize and just kind of give some of your thoughts, opinions on nutrition for for racing in particular. Yeah, and uh, you know, you know, everybody is different. Kind of how I said before, you know, what might work for me, what uh, might not work for you, um, and of course, there's new we're learning new things about nutrition and fitness all the time. So, um, but really a, a lot of people, you know, might be on their high protein diets and just because they want to lose weight. And it, it's true, you know, because a protein takes longer to digest. Um, it's one of the reasons that people lose weight on it. Um, it helps you feel full and all these great things. But, uh, when you're working out and you're having a lot of protein, it can be really hard on your stomach to digest while you're working out. And, um, really what people, what I do is, you know, I love carbs, as I said again. Um, but it, putting the right amount of carbohydrates in your body 
um, you're not necessarily going to gain weight. It's going to give you as much energy as you need to give your 100% in your workouts so that you can lift more, you can jump higher or run faster. Um, people wonder why they're not losing weight, and sometimes they're they're running low on energy, so they can't get in that workout that their body's ready for. Um, and <laughs> what was I going to say? So, like, protein is best to have after your workouts for rebuilding that muscle that you tore up and carbs are better to have before your workout um and some fats fats fuel us you know when we're walking and and jogging sitting resting sleeping um but carbohydrates will fuel us in those high intensity workouts uh that we're doing in our training that's really what you want to be fueling with so okay. uh, yeah cool and uh so like let's say before workout um what would be some go-to's that you would go for carbohydrate sources like kind of what you talked about before or anything different if this is just for let's say a, i'm going to do a tough workout today but i'm not necessarily racing or anything like that mm-hmm. um for me since it's quick and easy i always have a cliff bar and either an apple or a banana um, and I'll have it kind of right before my workout. Some, some people need to have it a couple hours before. And so that needs to, you know, you need to try that out for yourself and what works best for you. Um, but you know, there, you can have a complex carb, like, like I said, a cliff bar or some bread or some quinoa or sweet potatoes. Um, and then you can also tie it in with a more simpler carb, like a fruit to give you that quick energy. That's usually what I do. Okay. Cool. And then uh, any go-tos post-workout then for your, your protein? Um, I love the MRM products. It's a local company in Southern California. And I have their veggie proteins, but sometimes I'll get their gainer proteins as well, just if I need some extra carbs or uh, extra calories. But I usually go for their veggie elite protein, uh, just because there's a lot of different protein in it and also branched-chain amino acids and a lot of... Um, uh, special fatty acids and vitamins that we need and are essential for uh, post-workout. Awesome. Cool. And, and I'll put links uh, for those products as well so everybody can check it out and see if it's something that they uh, they might need to end, yeah. end or to fuel yeah. their workouts. Um, all right, uh, 40% off with my name, Nicole. All right. So, Sweet. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put that in there then. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, all right. Last couple things before we let you go. Uh, what What's your favorite obstacle? Oh man. Favorite obstacle. I think I have a couple for, for Spartan race. I think it's still the multi-rig. It was something I hated for a long time because <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> do it. Um, but I think now just having it at our, um, platinum OCR ranch and just practicing it now, I love doing it it's so much fun and it's a, it's a real challenge. Um, and then I don't know if you've done a, a tough mutter, but they have. It's called a backstabber, and um, it's it's like a pegboard. Mm-hmm. So you keep you know stabbing it, stabbing it, and climb up it. And that was a lot of fun. Nice. So I think those are my favorites. Yeah. Awesome. All right. How about least favorite? What do you hate doing? Oh gosh, I really don't like that Olympus obstacle right now. <laughs> um. I- uh, I'm still sore from doing the one at your ranch. Um, oh, really? Yeah. You made it look so easy. Oh, no. I think I was clinging for dear life, um, <laughs> and especially doing it three times. So, oh, my arms were just 
pretty much done. And completing but... it three times. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I still am doing it on my knees, and I think that's why I don't like it. <laughs> it's just on my knees. But, um, but you know, I'll, I'll get to your level one day and do it uh, on my feet. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, last question. Uh, what's just one piece of advice you'd give a first-time racer? Um, don't worry about being the fastest or the strongest. The most important thing is just to enjoy the race. Go at a pace that you can smile at the whole time. Awesome. Yes. Well, great. Definitely. Thank, thank you so much for sharing all of these tips. If, if our listeners have any questions or just kind of want to check you out, where, where can they reach you? Um, they can reach me through my website, which is www dot platinum personal training dot us um or they can reach me on my instagram which is just the same it's platinum personal training and uh those are probably the two easiest ways okay yeah cool. all right well i'll definitely list that in there uh with all of our other links in our show notes and um again thank you so much for one let me work out with you guys last weekend and and so two much. coming on here and and sharing some awesome tips for everybody Mike, thank you so much. It was awesome talking with you, and it was so awesome having you last weekend at the ranch. It was awesome. All right, we'll definitely be there again. Thanks. All right, guys, that's going to do it for episode 23 of the Underground SGX Show. I hope you guys got some great insight and tips and are going to plug them into your training right away to help you dominate your next race. A special thanks to SGX Coach coach nicole Kiefer sharing some of her strategies to help you guys prep for a hurricane heat or just your spartan race training in general and also a thanks to our show sponsor mobilitas again don't forget to check out all the products that they offer help you improve mobility feel better move better all that good stuff um, you can check it all out at our show notes including nicole's contact info and any other links mentioned at the show don't forget it's at www.spartanunderground.com slash episode dash 23 uh, so that's going to do it we'll be back next week and i think the next race up is going to be the arizona super and sprint i will actually be out there feel free to email me again at info at spartanunderground.com if you want to meet up chat talk spartan race training or whatever else might come up i'd uh, love to do it uh, so until next time keep listening again if you haven't given us a review in itunes please do so i hope i'm helping you out in some way with your training and we'll be back again next week